This podcast replay is brought to you by BocaJawSurgery.com. From dental implants, wisdom teeth, jaw surgery, and facial cosmetic procedures, trust your care to a board-certified oral and facial surgeon. Call Dr. Ronnie Katz today, 561-499-3331, BocaJawSurgery.com. Uh, true fan, fan, Dan Marino cannot play in any system. He, he can't be a running quarterback. That's, that's not his thing. Uh, he can he can sling the ball as good or better than anybody out there. That I'll give it to you. But yeah, we, we can't use him in a running like offense. Yeah, that's not that wasn't his. Uh, can't you know? Um, what's it called? Dan was going to get it done with his arm. His arm was just golden, bro. Golden. It's just I've never seen anything like that. Haven't seen anything like that since. Unfortunately, we're. Uh, you know, once in a while, you get that special guy, and we didn't build around enough. Even even my man Dan needs a lot of help in order to win it all. My old stomping grounds, Hialeah. Here we go. Armando V says, uh, "I agree, Sean. I am not guessing Shanahan. Just saying how I would have played it. Take the ball second and go for the win, no matter what happens." Worst gaff from the Atlanta Pats Super Bowl was the sack that took them out of the field goal range. Yeah, following the, the, the Jones Circus catch, two scores at that moment with time left in the game, run the ball. Yeah, it, it was just stupid that they didn't run it. Psychologic is in Tijuana, Mexico. I love it when you guys put where you're watching the show from. It's always great. It didn't matter if San Fran got the ball in overtime or not. They weren't winning by kicking field goals. Exactly. Too many field goals in that game. You can't, when you play Mahomes, you got to score touchdowns. You got to score touchdowns. Uh, Cam is in the house. Cam, your prediction, we will see Dolphins Cam starting in the secondary this season. Well, that'll be too early of a prediction right now. I'm, I'm glad I didn't ask him that. Ahmad Rashad talked about running running back and forth on the Vikings sideline in the Super Bowl trying to encourage the team, and Vets giving him 1,000-yard stare. Well, but in those days, money wasn't even a, a thing. You really played for the love of the game in those days. You weren't playing for money because you weren't making that big money. Uh, the Bills gave up, gave, Mahomes, gave up Mahomes to the Chiefs at pick 11, 217 for Tredavious White and Tremaine Edmonds for the pick of Mahomes. Well, uh, either way, Kansas City won that one. That's for sure. Uh, Bradshaw won two with a running team and two with a passing team, but had that same style. Bradshaw won with the same team in all four, bro. Stallworth and, and, uh, and Swan were on each side, and they had... Uh, um, Blyer, and they had uh, uh, God, what's his name? Um, Franco Harris, and they had um, there was one more running back there. Fr Frenchie Fuqua helped out a little bit. They and that defense, that that the 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 Steelers steel curtain defense was one of those generational defenses. Uh, the steel curtain defense was going to give you a chance at winning any and every game. That's what the Steel Curtain defense does. Okay? 
Uh, let's see. Kyle Shanahan should have run Jordan Mason when McCaffrey looked beat up. Uh, how dare you? Dan Marino can speak in cursive if he wants to. <laughs> oh, man. You guys are a trip. All right. Let me see. Uh, let's get to our 3A graphics sports calendar and the great Alan Blanco. 786-618-1443 for 3A graphics. And last uh, tonight, that is, I'm sorry, 8 o'clock, Heat and Bucks. Bucks are favored by 8. The over and under is 222 and a half. No Jimmy, no Terry, and no Jay Rich. And Duncan Robinson is questionable. Uh, Wednesday, it'll be the Panthers back in action, visiting the Penguins at 7.30. Thursday, FAU back in action, hosting Temple, 7 o'clock. Wednesday, UM men's basketball taking on Clemson. Saturday, NSU at Palm Beach Atlantic. And that'll be at 4 p.m. Uh, let's see. What else do we have going on? Uh, uh, what else do we have? Mike McDaniel, Kyle. Sh oh, yeah. Uh, what else? We got, we talked to Ira. We talked to Cam. We talked to Manny. By the way, I haven't checked the, I haven't checked the, um, the market in a bit here. A little bit of a dip after the explosion yesterday. Bitcoin up a little bit, 48,567. So trying to get back to 49. Still down from yesterday at 50, but you know how it goes. A little dip and then we go back up again. I would imagine that this is coming because the markets are still, oh yeah, the markets are bad. Dow Jones is really down. 457 points. The S&P is down almost 59 points. The NASDAQ is down just over a point. So bad market. So we've got a, uh, a uh, bad uh, deal going on today. Really bad in the stock market. Not so bad on the crypto side. On the crypto side, it's just a, a minor hit. Let's see what else. By the way, Neutron is up 21%. It's up to $1.42. So those of you that picked up Neutron in the last two weeks at $1.02, $1.05, $1.06, $1.09, $1.15, those were all great buying zones. It's up to $1.41. Okay? So those of you are doing, you're doing the Neutron dance right now. If you got kryptonite as low as $0.04 and 4.2 and 4.5, 4.6, like yours truly, it's now over six cents. It's at almost six and a half cents. It's up 8.42. And that's still down because it was at one point at almost seven cents at six, nine. So it's gone down half a penny, but uh, it's been a nice bounce back overall, which is beautiful. By the way, Aletheia uh, was under two pennies at a 1.9, 2.1. Now it's at two and a half. So it is starting to move a little bit. That's one of our uh, one of our um, long plays and a little bit more of a, a gamble. Ocala Joe giving us some love. Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show. Cash App or Venmo. Ocala Joe. 
Thank you, sir, as always. Very kind of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's see. What else do we have going on? Um, Cash App or Venmo, Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show. And remember, you can also make a Bitcoin donation. Love that. All right, all right. By the way, Solana, man, bounced back strong up to $109. It's down just a little under 1%, but it uh, had a nice jump back up to $109. Nice to see. Nice to see. All right. Uh, what else do we have going on? Um, I told you I started watching Grisella on Netflix. Have you seen that yet, uh, Sean? Did you like it? Entertaining, right? Not a, I'm not going to call it like, oh my God, it's incredibly written and you got to go check it out and all that. And, you know. Uh, and it's kind of fun for us that know old Miami. So maybe you can use some of those things and compare it to how it used to look, you know, that kind of stuff. But I, I'm not going to, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of shows out there that you'd rather watch. Okay. You know what I mean? But it's entertaining. Okay. I'll give you that. Entertaining. I can go with that. I can live with that. Tyreek is no Dion. No, he's not. There's only one Dion Sanders. And they're hard to make, man. They're hard to make. It's uh it's kind of like a a Mahomes. You get one, you just, you know, we had one. We had a Marino. We just didn't build around him the way we should have. You know, and we love Shula to death. And he's awesome. And we would never change Shula for anybody. But unfortunately, we kind of mishandled that. And it doesn't matter what quarterback it is. If you don't build right around them, it's going to be hard to win. Uh, Ocala Joe says, Big O, I remember Montana was a master of dropping the ball off to the running back when they had Rice covered. Maybe McDaniel should look at those tapes. Yep. Um, whether it was Roger Craig or Tom Rathman, you know, catching passes out of the backfield. There was one more tight, one more fullback that I'm missing his name from that era because it wasn't Rathman all the way through. I want to say they developed another guy also that was part of that run, but I think they had two pass catching. By the way, the Niners continuing that, the Justin uh, Strelzlick or whatever that guy, that guy is a monster. What was it, Streslick or or Sturzlick or whatever the hell that guy's name is, dude? That guy, there's no fullback like him in football. That guy is awesome. I mean, absolutely awesome. Can catch the ball, block the hell out of you, clutch, good athlete out in the open field. That's what San Fran had constantly. They had even a fullback that could catch the ball and was athletic out in the open field. That that's a 
that is a lost art, man. The pass-catching fullback, get, get a Tony Page, get a Keith Byers, you know, guys that could give you a little blocking, and then they need to catch the ball, they can run, they can make some plays for you, you know? Avalanche and chain link to the moon. Yes, sir. Good job by you, Lewis. Love both. Um, because Jimmy Johnson said Danny was special. That's the golden arm. Any angle distance, even a soft touch. Yeah, so why did he want to get rid of him, Drago? Why, why did he make Dan's life impossible? Drago, please don't ever use Jimmy Johnson as any kind of complimentary side for Dan Marino. That asshole made his life impossible. Okay. At least Shula made honest mistakes, dude. He tried to get Davenport and he Sammy Smith and and he tried to get um uh Hugh Green and you know, you're hoping Eric Kumaro can be a real defensive end. And, you know, uh, and uh, was the other uh, Kumaro, was the other guy, uh, Boza? I mean, you know, these were honest, well-intentioned mistakes. Okay? All right? And I got to live with it, but I can respect that. But when you purposely trade away Irving Fryer... And you use the guise of salary cap when you have a rich-ass owner that doesn't give a shit about that stuff. And he'll pay whatever he has to pay and whatever and extend and whatever. And, you know, Irving Fryer goes on to have two Pro Bowl seasons for the Eagles after he leaves Miami. And he gets rid of his pass-catching backs and a running back in Kirby and a fullback in Byers. And he takes away the the audibles from him and he gives him a check with me system check with me is the play called or the one other play that's option of that that's it nothing else from the playbook even if marino sees something he can take advantage of he can't call it please drago you must be young as hell and did not live the era anything that jimmy johnson ever says positive about dan marino is a flat out lie okay he's fucking liar the first thing he wanted to do was get rid of marino when he got there i'm not sure you know your history when it comes to the miami dolphins but i certainly do okay please don't ever use jimmy johnson as any kind of compliment to dan marino all right it, it He's not worthy of talking of Dan Marino, Jimmy Johnson. Okay? He's not worthy of it. All right? All that guy ever did was crap for Marino. In fact, in hindsight, I wish Marino would have been traded instead. Because I lived it. I covered those four years with Jimmy Johnson I watched the tension in that locker room. I watched Marino's face and his frustrations with everything that was going on. And Dan Marino did not deserve a goddamn bit of that. So don't ever mention Jimmy Johnson in a complimentary fashion with Dan Marino ever again on this show.
Okay. Uh, let's see. My biggest offseason worry is re-signing our offensive line. Yeah, I don't have that worry. Uh, Stephen Harris, good afternoon. Big O and Sean just tuned in. How's your recovery going? Hanging in there, man. Less knee pain today than I've had in the past. So, I mean, yesterday, less knee pain. We'll see how today goes. So far, it's not too bad. Um, so, there you go. Um, Dow down, people taking their profits from yesterday's record close. That could be Drago. There you could be right. On the Jimmy Johnson stuff, way off. Uh, San Fran fullbacks, Rathman, Floyd, Willard. Wow. Okay. Uh, Floyd was the one. He's a FSU Seminole, wasn't he? I want to say. Santana and the Counting Crows. So they're touring, huh? Hard Rock, Friday, June 14th. The Offspring, May 9th at the Hard Rock. I probably will not go to that one. Uh, all right, let me see. What else do we have going on? All right, let's uh, give you, uh, I did give you already some music, but I'll give you a little bit more in music history. Uh, we had a lot of music uh, news today with some uh, touring. 1970 on this date, Black Sabbath released their self-titled debut album in the UK. In 1972 on this date, Led Zeppelin had to scrap their concert in Singapore because officials wouldn't let them off the plane because their hair was too long. In 82, the 300-pound marble gravestone marking Leonard Skinner's singer Ronnie Van Zant's final resting uh, place was stolen from Orange Park, Florida. Only Florida. Uh, police found it two weeks later in a dry riverbed. So you steal it and you put it in a dry riverbed? What? You just did it out of hate or something? Like, wouldn't you just put it in your bar? Try to get away with it as long as you can. I mean, if you're going to steal it. In 74, David Bowie turned down an offer to compose the world's first gay national anthem. I never knew that. In 2004, Led Zeppelin were awarded the Lifetime Achievement Award at the Grammys. Jimmy Page, John Paul Jones, and Jason Bonham attended, but singer Robert Plant was too busy working on an album and tour and didn't make it. He He's so anti-Zeppelin. It's hilarious. Like, dude, whatever you do with Alison Krauss is fine. Whatever. If, they, if people want to enjoy that kind of music, great. What still makes you is Led Zeppelin. He, he doesn't even play his solo stuff, which I freaking love, dude. Okay? I love his solo stuff. Anyway, let's go with birthdays today. Jerry Springer. Was born in the state of 44. We lost him in 2023. Neil McDonough, actor, is 58. Robbie Williams, pop singer, is 50. Uh, Randy Moss, 47 years old today. Um, so many YouTube stars and... 
TikTok stars that I have no idea who the hell they are. Memphis Depay, soccer player, is 30 years old. Sydney Chandler, TV actress, 28. Kelly Hu, movie actress. She is 56. Kelly Hu was in um, Nash Bridges, if I remember correctly. Peter Gabriel is 74 years old. Mina Suvari, movie actress, is 45. Ian Reed Kessler, TV actor, 47. Mike Krzyzewski, 77. Henry Rollins, singer, punk singer, I should put. Black Flag, 63 years old. Stalker Channing, she is 80 years old. Rizzo. There you go. And we told you about the ACDC tour, right? The Power Up tour. So we got that going on. And Brett Michaels, by the way, is uh, touring again. The Party Gras is going to hit the road once again. So if you're interested in, uh, in some Party Gras, um, you'll be able to check out the Potty Gras. And this year, the Potty Gras kicks Potty Gras kicks off July 12th in Noble, Noblesville, Indiana. And joining Poison will be foreigner frontman Lou Graham. Doesn't have it anymore, just so you'll know. Ex-Eagles guitarist Don Feldler. All right. Twisted Sister frontman D. Snyder. He still sounds good. His last solo album is excellent. I jam it still to this day. Along with country singer Chris Jansen, who Michaels joined on an episode of CMT Crossroads. So check it out. And let me see for the dates. Nothing in Florida yet. Okay. Indiana, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, Jersey, and New Hampshire. Those are the dates. For the potty gras. Something that I know uh Sean Stanley will be attending, the potty gras. He's you know, he likes to party all the time. It's kind of what he does. It's his thing. It's a, it's a, it's a skill set that he has. By the way, I'm loving Ethereum over 2600. The Jets will be wearing new uniforms in 2024. They announced on social media the team will be unveiling new uniforms, although it won't be entirely a new look. The team wore alternate white jerseys that were a throwback to their uniforms in the 80s and 90s on opening night against the Bills on their occasion last season, and they'll be making a primary look for this season. The team announced they will be revealing a green and black uniform to accompany the white ones in April. If everything goes well for the Jets, then the new look is accompanied by more success than the team experienced during the 2023 campaign. So are they going to be Aaron Rodgers influenced? Because that's, you know, black they're including. So are they all going into a uh, darkness retreat? Is that what it is? Are those the darkness retreat inspired uniforms? Is that what we're doing? Because te technically the Jets have been in a darkness retreat for half a century. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they they try to be relevant. 
they buy their way to being relevant, but they don't necessarily win their way to being relevant. So we'll see if they can do it this year. If the old man can stay healthy, which I, you're going to take a chance on a 40 year old man that you already paid, by the way, uh, coming back from an Achilles injury. Good luck with that one. Darkness retreats uh, jerseys by uh, by the New York Jets. Gotta love that. Doesn't matter what you got, what you guys try, fellas. It's not going to work. Big old Brent Jones was a good tight end in the 49ers. Yes, he was. After Dwight Clark, Brent Jones was excellent. Yes. Damn right. Is there a new uniform of mixed dark trash bag? Yeah, well, it's kind of like a maybe Hefty will be sponsors of it. I like that. Oh, the Jets are wearing black because they are mourning having their shitty owner. Uh, even worse, they're getting their jerseys from Timu. <laughs> uh, oh, the Jets. The Jets, the Jets. Speaking of sucking, the Marlins continue to suck, right? You saw the the, the whole Jorge Soler thing. He signs a, a three-year, $42 million deal. Now, remember, he opted out here because they were paying him $9 million a year. He had a down year, so they got him in a, a bargain. They got him on a multi-year deal. So he gave him a couple of years, belted some home runs, turned his career around, and now he's going to get paid. But it, it's funny how being a Marlins fan, you know what to expect. The cheapness is always there. You're never really trying to build a winner. You're always trying to circumvent. You're always trying to just cash in on luxury tax from others. There's just no commitment to winning whatsoever. I, I, I get it that they must be just making money. And the model that they're at right now, they must be making money and they must be happy with clearing a few million bucks. And they're good with that. And, and please don't start with the Jorge Moss stuff and all right. The Moss brothers are done. They bought their soccer team. They're done. I think in hindsight now, they wouldn't buy baseball. I don't think so. The amount of money that they would have to put into baseball in order to make it like credible here is hundreds and hundreds of millions and then a lot of patience and wait. You got to do what the Panthers have done. That's not easy. The Panthers have been committed ownership for now 10 years, close to it. And that's what's turned it around. Sherman doesn't have the money and never going to make that kind of commitment. I think the Moss brothers are going to benefit big time from going soccer. It ends up becoming a blessing in disguise. They will make a hell of a lot more here. A hell of a lot more. Because the value of this team is going to soar. It cannot soar in baseball. It can go up, but it will soar in soccer because it's so new. And you continue to bring great players. Like I had some guy, oh, well, Messi's gone. Nobody will go to the stadium. I'm like, bro, you're an idiot. And apparently he's a soccer fan. I'm like, you probably hate soccer or whatever, but they'll continue to bring stars and they'll fill up the stadium. You know, we're, we're loaded with Central and South Americans in our, in, our, in our neighborhoods all over the place. The people that come from soccer countries are also having soccer kids. All the producers that were growing up in radio, they're all like soccer kids. 
because their parents are from soccer nations. Soccer is going to be a monster in our town, and especially with the Moss brothers. When Hamilton and Ray Hudson took over and they spent and brought talent, we loaded up. We, got, we, we started turning it all around. You brought Messi, and the place is jam-packed. And you'll bring another star after that and another star. And Moss Brothers aren't stupid. They're going to spend money. They know you got to need you got to spend some money to then really bring in the money. And that's how we are in this town. But that guy doesn't get it. And you think soccer is just going to go by the wayside after Messi? Will it be like Messi? No, because there's only one Messi. But you'll continue to bring stars and soccer fans will know them and will gravitate. So. Uh, I wish the Finns would go back to the old logo. Marino said it was better, but doubts Ross will change it. Yep. I had a rant on it a couple days ago, Gordon, last week. You may want to listen to it. Big O got on the lunch break. At least one great thing of Miami Dolphins, the most of all time commercials, QB Dan Marino. Yes, sir. Big O, not trying to be funny, but I think Browns should change their name to the Cleveland Predators and Watson as their mascot. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. I like that. Oh, man. Don't forget, folks, Perdomo Cigars, a proud sponsor of the program. And we've got Perdomo lounges everywhere in Alabama, in Hoover, Alabama, at Cigars and More, Patton Creek, in Trustville, Alabama, the Trustville Cigar Company, in Haram, Georgia, DD and Company. In Steamburg, New York, the Smoking Bear Cigars. In Texas, San Antonio, Texas, Club Humidor in Thousand Oaks. And if you haven't been to the Perdomo factory here in Miami, where millions of cigars are stored, and they got a beautiful humidor where they sell all Perdomo cigars, 5150 Northwest, 167th Street, beautiful lounge. You can enjoy a smoke and then, you know, just appreciate the collection there you might see nick perdomo nick jr you could take a picture with them usually they're hanging around they're always good people man so check it out perdomocigars.com great people as always great sponsors of our program and our platform really appreciate it big o hear me out as there's only one messy there's only one sean stanley amen to that the guy who said Messi won't bring stars or crowd probably. No, no, no. He said that the, the crowds won't come after Messi's gone. And I tell him bullshit because once you start winning and then you keep bringing in great players, though, you'll continue. Will it be Messi craze? No, because there's only one Messi. You know what I mean? But there'll be other great players that you can bring. And you're not going to stop those guys. I, I've been around Jorge Mas. Okay, I've watched those guys in in action. They will not be denied. It will not happen. Okay, they can make their mistakes. They can do whatever you want. But as I told everybody from the get go, they will win. They will win when it's all said and done. And this is the season now. You know, hopefully you don't burn these guys out like you did last year. You know, you're going to need to pace people. They're human beings. True Fin Fan says the rant on Ross was awesome and perfect. I suggest listening to it. Big O nailed it. Thank you, sir. It's out there. Sean made a uh, segment of it. 
You can enjoy it. Core CPI lowered to 3.1%. It was at 6.4 in January of 2023. They brought it way down, although I still don't believe they'll get it to the 2%. We shall see. We got the halving coming. We got about three rate cuts probably starting in June for the first one. It's going to be an explosive year in the crypto and stock markets. If you're an investor, uh, enjoy. Some explosive stuff is coming. Just make sure you get off the gravy train at the right time. Whatever your right time is. But once you got the gravy, cash it in. Okay? Because when everything then resets, especially altcoins, I don't think uh, Bitcoin is going to take that monster hit that it that's done in the past because institutional money is in, but altcoins will take a major hit, and so will, so will stocks. So sometime in 2025 will be a time to get off the gravy train. I think it's after the first quarter from April 1st till about November of 2025. That's the window of exit. I don't know when. But I think it's going to be around there. You really can't forecast this kind of stuff. But I think leading up to the election, it'll be so explosive. So after the election, then things will normalize and retrace. And then, uh, you know, life will change. So make sure you have an exit plan. It's very important. You can make your investments and be confident in them. But make sure you have an exit plan to get out in time. Okay. Big O got a foot of snow here in Connecticut, but listening to it while I work. Thank you, my brother. Hang in there, man. And thank God for South Florida because, wow, I definitely don't want to live up north and deal with all that snow on a consistent basis. Let me see if there's uh, any news. Oh, by the way, how about the ratings of the Super Bowl? The telecast reached 123.4 million average on all platforms. That's a 7% increase from 115.1 million last year. More than 200 million people watched the game. And there's 340 million Americans. That's, that's impressive, dude. The Swifties brought it big time. I I, uh, I even watched it yesterday. Excuse me, my uh, my wife um, my wife goes, oh, hit that a second, and it was four and a half minutes on YouTube of Taylor Swift highlights in the Super Bowl. So every time there was a cutaway to stay, Taylor arriving at the game, at the game, in the suite, after the game, whatever. It was all those, and it was like four and a half minutes of just Taylor. And it'll be really interesting if the Chiefs don't make it to the Super Bowl next year, okay? What kind of ratings you get with a non-Chiefs Taylor Swift Super Bowl? Because you lose the Mahomes element, right? And you lose then the Taylor Swift element to it. Right. So that's kind of crazy. And, you know, most of us that are follow sports, I don't care. You know, I get a bunch of you idiots out there going crazy with with it politically or whatever, whatever. Just the kind of stupid shit that goes on nowadays. To me, it's just two people in love and all that. 
but I am amazed at the power of her fan base. Wow. That is, that's, that's impressive, dude. That's impressive that she can get her fan base who some of them probably weren't watching in the first place. And they're now religiously watching how their regular season numbers or playoff numbers and the Super Bowl numbers just go to another level. That's uh, that's impressive. Uh, let's see. Uh, Big how many people see the issue being McDaniel as much as you do and I do percentage-wise? I don't think it's a large percentage. But then again, um, they all thought it was Tua and nobody thought it was Flo. And who was the only one saying it was Flo in the coaching staff? Who was the only media member who was saying, uh-uh, this is all on flow. He doesn't like Tua. He didn't want him to. He's, you know, basically going against him. And, you know, I was told I was crazy. There's no way. This and that. And then I followed up with, well, you'll see him get fired now during this streak. You know, uh, oh, they're winning. How can he get fired? Okay, man. So I, uh, I, I tend to do this all the time, true fin fan. I tend to do this all the time. And I hit on something and I see something that a lot of people don't see. And then eventually you'll see it. And it, everything that I said about Flo was kind of what I was saying about Philbin. He can't build a staff. He didn't want Tua. So this is going to be counterproductive. And then Mike McDaniel supporting Tua, and then you've got a different Tua. You know what I mean? <laughs> you get Jimmy Johnson with Marino or Don Shula with Marino. Completely different Dan Marino. Has nothing. It's not the player. It's the environment around them. You know? So a lot of people now are probably swinging over with me. Right? Because, oh, you're crazy, oh. Bam is a franchise player. And in fact, what this season has done is actually cement the fact that he's not. Cement the fact that he's not a superstar, like some of you think he is. Oh, but he rebounds and he defends and he sets picks and he does that so well. And it's not as important in today's NBA, bro. It's important, but it's really more important to impose your offensive will in today's NBA. So it's kind of what I do all the time that I kind of look at things a little differently than others. And then as time goes on, you eventually see it, you know? So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, McDaniel will get an opportunity to, uh, to see if he can improve, you know? But the people that have, you know, the, the, the dislike or disbelief of Tua, that's not going to change. And because they were wrong... Now they need to grab on anything and hang on for dear life. That's what you do nowadays. You don't admit you're wrong. No, 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 no. You double down on what's wrong or who's wrong. And, you know, instead of you looking bad, like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have picked this team or that person or support this candidate or whatever. Uh, but, you know, hey, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say I'm wrong. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I can't do that. That would make me look really bad if I say I'm wrong. You know, so uh, a lot of people have a problem with admitting that they're wrong. 
That's kind of the, the issue here, you know. So we will just have to go through it all. And eventually Tua will, you know, win it out. And then those people will disappear and all of that. And we'll see if McDaniel's still around to make it happen. Uh, I'm just jealous the Swifties witness more success with their team now than I have with the Dolphins over the last 25 years. Well, then we need somebody to steal Taylor from Kelsey. Luis Benito says, Bam is a role player. You were right. His attitude, no, 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 no. He's a super role player. He's a little special than, his, than a role player, you know. Big O, you're never wrong. Just correct challenged. <laughs> Jalen Brown had to get had to get put on his ass. You know. There's no there's no posy. There's no UD. You know, there's no Keith Askins on this team. There's no Anthony Mason. You know, there's no PJ Brown on this team. You know, we, we used to have. You know, guys that played with an edge, some bitches. We used to have those guys. Alonzo Mourning, Tim Hardaway. While Tim Hardaway wasn't this defensive monster, he learned to take charges, right? He learned to get in passing lanes, something that I think Timmy never gets enough credit for. That's where he would pick up his steals in the passing lanes. But Timmy was a son of a bitch on offense. He brought the attitude on offense. So at least, okay, James Posey can hit a three and D, right? And Keith Askins can hit a three and D, right? But Timmy Hardaway brought a little spunk to his defense, not much, but a little bit, but his spunk came from his offense because he was fearless. Biggest shot in the game, Tim Hardaway didn't have a problem taking it and making it. We and you're gonna foul Tim dirty. That little guy is gonna come after you, bro. <laughs> He's not gonna sit there and just let you take a cheap shot at him. Uh, this heat team is a passive team, you know. This this is I, I, some of you need to go rewind and listen to the beginning of the show, okay. You can hear a heat rant that nobody will give you in this town because nobody sees it the same way I do, you know? But eventually, when you start looking at what I explained, you're going to go, hard to argue that. And it's the BAM thing. Hard to argue with me on the Super Bowl player. He's no franchise player, and he's no superstar. Never has been, never will be. He can have a seven up, just can't have the slogan. Big O, I have $5 for every fan that doesn't admit that they were wrong about Tua on being steak dinners and every meal. Amen. Bam smiling after getting swept 4 0 by Celtics, hugging Tatum, kissing his ring. Didn't sit with, with, yeah, because Bam doesn't have son of a bitch in him. Just doesn't, bro. It's not who he is. It's not how he's made. 
certain people are made that way. You think, you think, um, God, what's his name? The Kentucky guy who played for us. He was kind of passive, Sean. What's his name? He was in Dallas. He fought with the, with Jason Kidd and the other guy over a girl and um, with an M, the last name. He passed, oh, God. Mashburn, Mashburn. Jamal Mashburn, okay? Jamal Mashburn, and, and Luis Benito, thank you. You think Jamal Mashburn had a nasty streak in him? Now, you, he was surrounded by a bunch of other people that were nasty. Problem is, you have too many Jamal Duncan Robinson, Jamal Mashburn. Bam Adebayo, Jamal Mashburn. Tyler, Tyler Hero, jump. God, Jamal Mashburn's tougher than Tyler Hero. You know, that's your problem. You have too many Jamal Mashburns. You know, that's not how it used to be. And there's there's your issue. You don't have you don't have enough stars. You only have one star on the team. Okay. As I told Ira earlier, stars can turn it on and turn it off whenever they want. Stars can impose their offensive will whenever they want. Can Bam ever do that? Never. Never, ever, ever, ever. Because you watch Jimmy Butler do it all the time. Oh, Jimmy wants to play today. Oh, Jimmy doesn't want to play today. But how come it is that he can do it whenever he wants? Oh, he's a star. That's what it is. It's not know that he's having a hot night tonight. That's where some of you mistaken, oh, Bam uh, had a decent night offensively with you imposing your will and something that he cannot do. He cannot impose his offensive will ever, ever. Listen to the beginning of the show. We explain it thoroughly. So that's my uh, that's my drug, my brother. I usually see the shit that other people don't see. And then eventually it comes to light. It's kind of gone that way for me for 30-some years. It's been fun that way. Even Alan Og, bro, Alan Og was tough. Alan Og was, rest in peace, Alan. Alan was just kind of goofy. You know, that's all. Because he was so tall and lanky. It's hard for him. By the way, you can tell I feel better today. Three hours in. I did not feel well yesterday. I had such a rough weekend. Slept better yesterday. I mean, this, well, yesterday afternoon after the show. And then uh, last night. So it's getting better for me now. And I appreciate all the well wishes out there. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all the support out there as always. We thank, of course, Ira Winderman, Cameron Wolf, Manny Navarro, and the great Sean Stanley as always. He masters and uh, controls this show every single day. Catch him tonight at 8 o'clock. He'll be double dipping with the Squared Circle Digest. Hang in there, crypto fans, as uh, Bitcoin is... Uh, rallying see that see that see that getting back to 49 we'll get back to 50 and we'll get back to 50 and nothing uh now as for 
The markets, eh, that's a whole different ball game. The market is down five. Oh, wait a minute. Market is down 515 points. You can't see it, huh? 515 points. Crypto has, especially Bitcoin, has decoupled. So you're going to watch people leave the stock market and go to the crypto market because that's the digital stock market that's coming. That's the internet. That's the safe internet that's coming. That's where you're going to pay all your bills. That's where you're going to do all your business. That's where you're going to do a lot of your work. All of it. Blockchain, Web3, NFTs, DeFi, you name it. Bitcoin, everything. You know, Amazon is on Avalanche. So when you're on Amazon, you're going to eventually be on Avalanche on the blockchain. You know, it's what people don't understand. You know, they think it's some game. They think it's, forget the meme coins and the NFTs. Okay, that's a whole different ball game. That's just a side story. That has nothing to do with the real business that's coming. So I keep telling you, I told you when it was 16, told you when it was 20, told you when it was 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, and I'm not going to stop. And I'll tell you when it's 65 and 80, and when it's 80,000 and 100,000, that's when a lot of you will start to force yourselves to believe because now you're going to want to say, wow, it's coming. Your entire life is on the Internet, and you didn't believe in the Internet years ago. You young people, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Same shit is happening all over again. Cell phones are not going to happen. We're not flying to the moon. The Internet is bogus. Credit cards. People were laughing at credit cards. They said it was going to go out right away when it first came out. How are we doing? Six to sixties in credit cards. How are we doing with credit cards? We, we can't add enough, huh? Yeah. So I'm just saying, take the time, folks. Do your own homework. Look at what's going on. Look what's developing. Don't listen to a lot of the people out there that keep you stupid. Because they want to keep you stupid, especially now that the institutional money's coming in. Oh, baby, Jamie Dimon definitely wants to keep you stupid. I, I, I have been the good soldier for you guys for three years now. And lots of you are in the green with me. You know what I mean? By the way, 95% of all Bitcoin is in the green. Hmm. 95% of all Bitcoin is in the green. Why do you think they're, they're going to add it to all portfolios now? Why do you think all these investment firms are telling everybody 1%, 2%, 1% to 3%, 3 to 5%? You know why? Because all these people that sell and put these portfolios together, guess what they're realizing? The best commodity in the world for the last 10 years has been Bitcoin. So if I force all my clients to add Bitcoin to their portfolios, it will improve their portfolios every year and I will look like a genius. When it's really not about genius, it's just about common sense. It's all you got to look at. So, okay. Just want to tell you, I've given you this speech many times in three years, many, 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 many times. 
what's coming, what's developing right in front of you. Instead of looking at it like some game or something stupid or something that's not real, oh my Lord, it is very real. And it's going to be very a very real part of your life. Every bit of you. Unless you live in some mountains and you live off the grid and you cook all your food and kill all your food and you don't watch any television and, you know, that if you're that person, then crypto will have nothing to do with you. Outside of that, it will affect everyone else in the world. And everyone will be on the blockchain. So the decoupling has been happening for a while. It's up to you now. Uh, let's see. That's why I laugh when Celtics and Knicks fans were calling Bam dirty last year when Bam is the least aggressive player on the heat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That is true. Try and avoid dairy. Milk makes us tired, sleepy, arthritis, and 65% of humans are lactose intolerant. Dude, I still need, I don't drink a lot of milk, but I still have a little milk when I have my cereal. And by what I mean by a little milk, one of the things that I use, I have a collection of, kind of like, I don't know, eight or 10 of them, is uh, Flanagan's cups. You know the green cups? I actually got a couple pink ones too that I've collected along the way. So I, I've got a Flanagan's really close to my house on Kendall Drive and 127th. I go there all the time with the wife. We love, we love Flanagan's food. They, they do a great job. And, um, and usually you get to take one of those cups home, those cups. That's my cereal cup. Those cups I have stacked there, I just pull one out, and then I put about that much milk in it. So it's not really a lot, but I got to have my cereal with milk. I do have it dry, you know. I eat my Frosted Flakes, my Corn Pops, my Captain Crunch. What's in my rotation? Once in a while, I'll get Apple Jacks. I, I just get that feeling for Apple Jacks. Kind of like, I got to get it. And I, I do get Apple Jacks once in a while. Not not a lot, but I do get it every once in a while. What's the other one I use? Quisp. Love Quisp. I got to order it through Amazon. It's really expensive. Um, well, I used to have in the rotation Cookie Crisp Vanilla. That was my favorite. Chocolate chip is pretty good. But I don't really, it's all right. I don't even get it. You know, that was never in my regular rotation. I've tried it. It's all right. But the vanilla one, they eliminated it. Figures my luck. The one I loved years, decades ago, they eliminated that. But those are kind of the ones in my rotation. On this day in 78, Dire Straits started recording their first album, which included the hit Sultans of Swing. I like it. Cocoa water is cocoa water is amazing. It is so healthy for you. Tastes like shit, but it's healthy. My dad would drink it religiously. That's where I picked it up. I had a sponsor that helped me lose weight because cocoa water can help you lose weight too. By the way, coconut water is the benefits of coconut water are ridiculous. Like in World War, I think it was one or two. They they were running low on blood. And apparently they use coconut water with the blood to kind of keep troops alive. Or it's some crazy story like that. Let me see. Let me see if I can look it up. 
Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, let's see. Here we go. NPR. Hydration is something we're inclined to worry about. Risk of Doctors, okay. Some companies allege that doctors prefer even coconut water to other solutions when treating dehydration. Okay, here we go. Um, coconut water was reportedly given intravenously to people during World War II when regular IV saline solutions were in short supply. And one tiny study of just one person noted that it had been used successfully on a man in an emergency situation in the Solomon Islands when nothing else was available. But would you really want coconut IV if you got seriously dehydrated? Shots called up some doctors to get their take on whether they'd give coconut water to patients, either intravenously or by mouth. First, we spoke with Mark Graver. I like this. A professor of clinical emergency and medicine at the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine Graber says that coconut water really isn't much like blood plasma, but and if patients came into his ER dehydrated, he wouldn't reach for it. It's not optimal IV solution for rehydration because it doesn't have enough sodium content to stay in the bloodstream, and it could elevate calcium and potassium, which could be dangerous. As a sports drink, Graber says coconut water is fine, but the data on other clinical uses is weak and scant. He says, but while coconut water isn't, isn't a safe alternative for an IV, some doctors are recommending it to patients as soon as oral rehydration therapy. So there you go. So whether it happened in World War II or not, I don't know. Maybe it did, and it worked for that person that moment. Every, every, I, I say this all the time, okay? I'm not a doctor. But one thing I've learned is everybody's DNA is different, right? One dude can smoke cigarettes and die at 35 from lung cancer. Another guy smokes it and he lives to 108 and dies of old age. And you're like, how is Keith Richards still alive? You know what I'm saying? So every DNA is different. I guarantee you there's no way I'm alive. If I chose the path of Keith Richards or Ozzy Osbourne, no way I'm alive. So, you know, um, COVID, some people will lose taste for two years. Some people will die. Some people, it's like a cold. DNAs are all different. So maybe it worked in World War II. I don't know. Who knows? Crazier shit I've seen. I, I I told you the story of the, the the five warts, right? Explain that one to me. Nobody can explain that one to me. I still can't do it. You have to try Coco Viva, the white box, not the blue box, the pressed coconut water. Why? It tastes better? They make coconut water, well, then it's not good, right? Because is it like the true coconut water? Because true coconut water taste like my dad would stop constantly we'd be cruising right and he'd see those people selling the coconuts that are iced like legit coconut then you go and then they chop you know get the machete out slice off the top punch a hole in it and give you put a straw and there you go that's it you were drinking coconut water direct that's how i first tried it and it tastes like shit dude you have to develop like a 
um what's that called uh, a um what's that word i'm looking for um it's uh oh god i'm brain farted right now for that word that i'm looking for but it's almost like you got to develop some kind of a, a a thing for it you know you force yourself to like it cheerios anything with less sugar I used to like Cheerios as a kid. Not anymore. I haven't had Cheerios in decades. This week in 88, Tiffany was at the top of the charts. I heard she made the hits, went on tour, decided she didn't like it, and went back to playing at bars and clubs. No, she didn't really have that much. So, you know. Keith Richards was actually healthy during the Civil War. Probably. Best coconut water in bottle is Zyko. Palette. Yes. Gordon, that's it. You got to adjust your palate to it. That's it. Basically. That would probably be, or an acquired taste. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Crazy shit like that. But I remember hearing that coconut water World War II story and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, uh, we appreciate all of you tuning in as always. Those of you... If you send in a super chat, thank you very much. Remember, you can always make a donation through Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show, Cash App or Venmo. Appreciate all of you out there. We'll uh, see you tomorrow. Same time, same place, same bat channel.